Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's Greenwood and Mulliner Show podcast. Uh, slightly different one this week as it's Sands Mulliner. This is Mr Greenwood flying solo for one of the biggest names in journalism, transfer journalism. I think he, he's number one in transfer journalism, football transfer journalism, and that is Fabrizio Romano. Little Johnny Greenwood, nervous? How were you? How was it? How did it go? I was very excited. I have to be honest, very, very excited. Um, not nervous because, again, I, let's be honest, this is a little secret for us. And it's a cheerer, not getting nervous because the cheer is number one. Okay. Did I ever tell you so, about the two times I interviewed Alan Shearer? You have. Well, th- uh, do you know what? And oh, who was the first person to say well done to you? Kel. Um, who was number two? Me. My mom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> no, you were. You rang me on both occasions. Yeah. I. 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 To be honest. I feel bad for not reciprocating now because I'd completely forgot you were interviewing him today. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm okay with it. Don't worry. But um, in regards to leading leading up, I'm just telling you off camera because we were recording at five o'clock UK time, four fifty five, four fifty six, four fifty seven, four fifty eight. Still not here. Four fifty nine. Bang on there he was. So it was it was really good. I just wanted to kind of get it going. It's it's like I've said this before. It's like any interview, you want that first question to go well. It's like a football. You want that first pass or a goalkeeper. You want that first save. You just want to feel this. And um, it was brilliant. Brilliant. So I can't wait all to listen to it. So the reason we obviously got him on was because he's the main man when it comes to football transfers. Not normally um, covering Newcastle United in previous years for obvious um, skint reasons. Um, but I suppose that's a, a new venture now that Fabrizio's got to um, embark on his reporting on Newcastle. Um, was he informative? Does he have some nice nuggets to te- uh, to to share with us? Maybe a name that hasn't been mentioned anywhere else? Yeah, there is a name that he hasn't mentioned, and I won't give it away in the interview that we do. Exclusive However, to NFTV. Exactly, so make sure you listen out but the questions have to be rel- uh, relative to the day because it's such a turnaround and we've seen obviously Sam with your experience on Twitter how constant rumours are speculation are mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. isn't speculation this isn't rumours with Fabrizio Romano if he says something it'll either be done or it won't be done in terms of Luca Dina, I didn't mention this because it's already been done he's an Aston Villa player he was from the off he's not going to Newcastle he didn't go to Newcastle. It never looked like going to Newcastle, if we're being honest. So this is a man in the know. We talk, everyone talks about ITKs. He is the main ITK. He, I'd love to know who his contacts are, uh, his little red boot, but it's fascinating because this is for like your football nerds, I think, football geeks, because oh, yeah. this, is, this is your creme de la creme in terms mm. of getting information out of a person who knows a hell of a lot more than a lot of people. And I think maybe the channel gets a little bit more respect now because we're getting people like Fabrizio onto the channel now. Yeah, obviously, um, ridiculously busy month, January. Um, So you didn't have him for very long um, because I imagine it's just constant. So did you get as much out of it in that short space of time that you wanted to? 
I didn't think I'd get as many questions as I did in. I thought a question a minute, I'll be lucky. And I managed to, the questions that, the questions that I put to Fabrizio made it that he could say the question in a minute, minute and a half and I had a bit more time to play with. So I managed to get two more questions more than I thought I would. Fabrizio is an incredibly busy man, a very busy man. Even today, as we're recording right now, Everton have just sacked their manager, former Newcastle manager, Rafa Benitez. He's tweeting about that. He's trying, find, he's trying to find out who, which he's trying to find out who Everton's new manager is on top of other breaking transfers. So he's very, very, very busy. So we're very grateful for giving even just a small amount of time um, to tell our subscribers, tell you what's going on because you're hearing it almost from the horse's mouth, essentially. Wow. I'm excited. I haven't heard it yet. I'm very excited to hear it. Um, so, yeah, here it is. Without further ado, Johnny with Fabrizio Romano. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Good afternoon, Fabrizio. Firstly, Fabrizio, can you give us the latest on Newcastle's interest in the REM striker, Ekatike? I hope I pronounced that right. Yes, the pronunciation is correct. And we are talking about, first of all, a huge talent. Newcastle are interested in this, in this boy. Uh, I'm told that they had an approach, a direct approach with Rain for Ekitike. There are also other clubs interested like West Ham and other Premier League clubs keeping tabs on this boy. The problem is Reims because they're asking around 30 million euro fee plus add-ons plus a percentage on future sale of this boy. So it's not easy. And we're talking about the huge talent. They compare him to Kylian Mbappé because he's scoring goals. He's very fast. He's very talented. And so this is why the negotiation is still not at advanced stages. Uh, Newcastle are not paying this, this kind of fee for, for a kitika. But let's see what happens in the coming days, if maybe Rain will change their position. At the moment, is one of the names they have in the list, but not at advanced stages yet. Defensively, I don't know if you've seen Newcastle's game against Watford. The defence in particular needs big improvements. Can you give us an update on the likes of Sven Botman, Badashile, and also Diego Carlos from Sevilla? Yeah, so these names are not easy uh, because Newcastle are looking for a centre-back, are desperate for a centre-back, as you mentioned, they, they need a new one. Uh, talking about Sven Botman, is 100% staying at Lille. Also, the president Letang saying in public that he's not going anywhere. Also, Similan wanted him. Newcastle offered till 40 million euros uh, to, to Lille, but they have no intention to sell him in January. So I expect him to stay till the end. Of, uh, of the season. For Badia Child, the main problem has been about the injury of this boy because it's not a long one. It's not going to be six or seven weeks, but among uh, two or three weeks for, for Badia Child. But the problem is about Monaco also because they want more than 40 million to, to sell him in January. You know, January window is very difficult to sell key players and top players. And this is why for Newcastle it's complicated to, to have bids accepted. And same is for Diego Carlos. Uh, for Sevilla, he's a really important player. And they also have... Kunde that is expected to leave the club in summer if it's not in January. And this is why they want to keep Diego Carlos. They offered around 38 million, but Sevilla want more than 45 and told to sell him. And so it's another complicated negotiation. So, you know, this is why signing a centre-back in January is not easy, but maybe they will go for another name, a different one in the, that is, was not in the list a few days ago, but maybe it could be the surprise for, for Newcastle. Is there a surprise name that you know of in terms of that centre-back position that hasn't been mentioned? No, at the moment it's not, it's not something close, but for example, a player that they've been following in the last two months is uh, Udukai 
the center back of Augsburg that is a very interesting player and they set their scouts to to follow him so let's see if they will decide for to go for this kind of player or to push again for Diego Carlos or any other we mentioned in the list so it's about the strategy I'm sure that next week will be key to understand what Newcastle will do for the center back but Udokai is a player they are following and is a very talented one maybe it's not at the level of Botman of Diego Carlos they have already experienced at top level but it's an interesting one for the future so let's see what they will be able to do in terms of marquee signings, I feel like this new owner or the ownership want a marquee name. Now, there's been a few names mentioned, but Donny van der Beek's been mentioned today. Is that something that could happen or do you feel that Newcastle will still look at a marquee signing, but possibly not him? For sure, they have an interest in van der Beek. Uh, since they arrived, they always, they've been always thinking of players with talent that could be opportunities from top clubs and van der Beek is this kind of player, absolutely. But at the same point, uh, from Manchester United, the position is still the same. They want Van der Beek to stay. Ragnik wants Van der Beek to stay. So let's see if next week, uh, maybe the player and his agents will change their position and try to push and to change uh, and to have a new opportunity. I don't see this Newcastle opportunity as very easy for Van der Beek in January market. But what is 100% true is that they have an interest in Donny. So I'm sure that they, if they will have an opportunity, they will jump into it. But at the moment, I'm told that it's absolutely not easy. And just in terms of outgoings, is there anything that you know of in terms of Newcastle potentially letting some players go to get some players in? Yes, this is something that they will they will try to do. As it's not just for Newcastle; it's for all clubs in Premier League and important leagues. They need to, to to have outgoings to have new signings. So I'm sure that in the coming weeks they will have something at this point. At the moment, the focus in, is on new signings because they need. To, to have new faces, new players, and in particular in the defence, as you mentioned. So I'm told that into the board, they're working to have the new centre-back into maybe Wednesday or Thursday, but they want to have him as soon as possible. So I'm sure that Monday, Tuesday will be really busy with the new signings. And then outgoings, maybe in the final week of the window, they will have some, some opportunity at this point. And just finally, Fabrizio, do you see Newcastle now as a powerhouse in terms of going forward? If they can stay up this season, do you think Newcastle could eventually you know, get to the very top and be a real in, uh, dominant force in the transfer market. Yes, I think, yes, this is the project. It's going to take time, of course, because when you arrive and you have to build a new mentality, a new idea, a new project, it's going to take some time. And also it's about also the contrast of players. You have to build something on this point that is not easy when you're jumping during the season. Uh, you have to save the season, the current season, and then to build something for the future. So it's not a super easy process. In my opinion, maybe it's going to take two years, something like this, to see Newcastle look for European football. But I'm sure that this is the intention. This is the plan. And so my answer is yes. I see Newcastle working on this direction. Uh, this, they want to sign important talents and not just experienced players as they did with Kieran Trippier. It's a fantastic signing. But also young talents. We mentioned Ekitike. This kind of players are key to build something for the future. They want to do it. I'm sure that summer will be more than interesting for Newcastle. So let's see what's next. Fabrizio, thank you so much for your time and thank you for coming on to Newcastle Fans TV. Thank you. Wishing you all the best to you, the channel, and Newcastle fans. Thank you. Ciao. Thank you. Uh, the Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Well, there we have it. Fabrizio Romano in conversation with our own Johnny Greenwood. Now then, Augsburg defender. I've not heard this link to Newcastle before, and I'm intrigued. Tell me more. Yes, Felix Udekai. I hope I've pronounced that right. Um. I, I, there was just so many subtle. I know, like you clearly missed me. Do it. It's been a long time since you've flown. Solo. I wanted you on this interview. 
some of, well, yeah, I know, but look, it's a long time since either of us have flown solo, and the amount of subtle digs at me in such a small, short space of time was unreal. Obviously, the big Ekatike, see, I can pronounce it fine. The, the that little dig after my Sky Sports news blunder. Oh, I spent all the previous night practicing pronouncing Ekatike. And then I spent about five all, all the next morning pronounce, uh, practicing Badashile, the Monaco defense. Badiashile. Yeah, 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 that's what I said. Nailed that. <laughs> and I, completely, I then com- completely forgot Ekatike. But anyway, Felix Udekai. Yeah, very, very interesting. And hasn't made a me- many appearances in the Bundesliga, which you were telling me as well. So. 24 years old, centre-half. Newcastle need a centre-half. If you heard me on the last word against Watford, if you heard everybody at Newcastle Fans TV in the last six months, in particular, maybe even 12 months, Newcastle need a new centre-half. Or don't sell Florian Lejeune before Sam comes in and say, don't sell Florian Lejeune. Did you but see my tweet last night? I did. You did very well with it. And mm. it's, 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 again, it's, I think it's going to get to the stage and you can hear Fabrizio repeat himself a little bit next 10 days are crucial it might be a case of a nearer the window in terms of clubs blinking and because newcastle know the prices for these players you know for britain's mentioned the sort of prices for diego carlos it's going to take at least 45 million euro to foresee to, to be able to do business um but yeah it, 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 at least there's other options on the table and that was what i wanted to try and get through to the Newcastle fans was that at least there's other options and at least Newcastle are looking at a few different names and if we don't get sent bottom for example which is looking very very unlikely now there is the names there with with Botman, do you not think Leela just trying to play the long game and get as much squeeze every last penny out because of their financial situation? I can see this like going down to the wire obviously it's not ideal for us because we need him now we needed him six months ago but I can. I don't think this one's as dead as is maybe made out, or am I off the mark? Um, this is just my personal view. From what you hear from Sevilla, I was going to say Sevilla there, but what you hear from Lille is that they don't want to sell. They have no intention of selling Sven Botman in yeah, this window. I don't want to go to my mother-in-law's for Christmas, but at the end of the day, we're going. I understand that. I think football's a little bit different to Christmas meals, but with the in-laws. <laughs> So Kel's watching this one. Um, <laughs> however, in regards to Ben Botman, there has been instances in the past where Newcastle might try one more time, for example, and go, he has 45 million euros or he has 45 million pounds for Botman. And Leon might say, give us 15 and we'll let you have him. It might be a case of that. But again, when you look at the starting bid, of what Newcastle have put on the table, it's nearly double, if it's, say, 50 million euros than what they wanted to pay for them. So it just depends on how much Newcastle want the player. It's the same with any transfer. If you want the player badly enough, you will buy him, especially in Newcastle's case, because we've got the finance to do it. I mean, they obviously did great business with uh, Trippier, um, a hell of a lot cheaper than we all kind of anticipated. It's kind of obvious that they don't want to be held to ransom, and by they, I mean Newcastle's new owners don't want to be held to ransom over large transfer fees. However, with Chris Wood's release clause and this constant kind of 
negotiation standpoint with your Sevillas and your and your Leals, it kind of feels like that they are going to pay much higher than than they wanted to. Well, that's the same with anything. Newcastle have a premium now, Sam. Unfortunately, because of the wealth of Newcastle United now. Take so why didn't Atletico and- Madrid say you're not going? We want twenty twenty five million euros for Trippier. Well, I still, I still think they've got a good faith of, for a 31-year-old. I think, mm. let's be honest, New, Newcastle have paid probably about right. I don't think it's completely over the top. However, there's certain players that will want to go and certain clubs are happy to let players go. There are certain clubs that don't want their players to go. It's like any transfer. Newcastle don't want to sell Alan St. Maximum, if we're honest. But I'm sure... Before this new ownership came in, if they put an offer of say seventy million pounds, Newcastle would be crazy not to accept that, or something mm-hmm. you know astronomical like that. However, it is going to be interesting because Newcastle are going to probably have to pay that little bit more, but they'll get the right people in, and it'll make a bit of a statement if Newcastle can get a Botman in or Diego Carlos in because these are two centre halves in particular that Newcastle really, really want. They really want these players and they've got some praise from a lot of very, very good people who know football even more than me and you, Sam. So, I think... Well, well. Well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. But it it will be fascinating to see because Man City have had to pay over the odds. Chelsea have had to pay over the odds. Mm. But look where they are now. Can Newcastle with Peters? Remains to be seen. Can we stay up? That's uh, That's the thing. Not after watching against Watford, bloody hell! Do you th- after that when you were doing the post-match videos? Did you think we were done for and we're going down? No, because I know oh, there's I still two weeks. No, because there's still two weeks left in this window, and I think it's going to yeah. be crucial. We're but... still the, the next week's crucial because Watford have got to play Burnley on Tuesday and Norwich next Friday, so they have to play two games before Newcastle play their next game. So Newcastle could be eight points behind Watford but with a game in hand. Now, that looks different. In an ideal world, we'll be bottom of the... It's weird saying this, but in an ideal world, we'll be bottom of the league by the time we face Leeds because you want Watford and Burnley to draw, which will put us bottom on goal difference. And then win. Yeah, and you don't want um, Watford to win because then that increases the gap to safety. So, hopefully, we'll be bottom of the league by the time we play Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that I think it's now three from four with Leeds. Winning. Yeah, yeah. I think it that was the case. Yeah. Before then, anyway, wasn't it? Unless a, a team like a Brentford have a capitulation and don't pick up any wins, but it's yeah. your teams like Brighton, Palace, Villa to an extent, Southampton, you know, Brentford, Leeds, Everton. Those are the teams if you can get points and get wins from. That could probably keep you up because Watford, Burnley, Norwich. We've played Watford twice. We've still got to play Burnley at Turf on the final day. We're still playing Norwich in April. So yeah. it's going to be huge, but we need to pick up wins because our actually last five or six games are tough. We've got Man City, Liverpool, and Arsenal in our last five games of the season. Burnley away, last game, isn't it? I hope it goes there because I think at the minute it's <laughs> better than what we've probably got now. <laughs> but yeah. who knows? Who knows, eh? Oh no, I'm terrified. But there you go. Uh, that was this week's podcast. Next week we are joined by another fantastic guest. 
of which we have not got one confirmed. Oh, yeah, we have, actually. Yes, we have. Are we? Yeah, because this will go out before who we're interviewing on Thursday, which is... Johnny, I'll let you say the name. Because well, that's, you... that's, not, that's not been confirmed yet, Samuel. I'm still waiting for a message back off this confirmed guest <laughs> to be. Oh, okay. Well, then hopefully join us next week <laughs> when we will hopefully be joined by another confirmed guest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've had, has Dobie and Rids been on? Uh, yes, Dobie and Rids were on last week, Johnny. Gosh. Oh, right, sorry, I completely forgot about that. Keep a track of your own schedule. Anyway, but yeah, that's it. hopefully we get another good guest on because actually this is something completely different. We've not really had a particular person like this before. So there you go. What an actor. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Well, all will be revealed very soon, but um, please do uh, hit the five-star review button if you're listening on iTunes. And Spotify, I think, have started doing it now. So if you're listening on Spotify, please do that too. But uh, thank you very much again for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Well, you, well you'll hear us next week. Okie doke. Right. Love you. Bye. Newcastle Fans TV.